listening to the Lifted Life Podcast. We created the show to help you live a lifted life. Welcome back, everyone. It's episode 136, you told me? That's correct. I didn't write it down. I said I had everything I needed within me. 136 of the Lifted Life Podcast. Today, we are talking about what energizes you and me, but they're probably different. Hmm. Now... As I was coming up for this show idea, it started with the initial idea of, I don't have an idea. It's funny because when you started to say, what energizes you? I was like, oh crap, she's going to point at me and say, what energizes you? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I've got more content before I go to that one. (laughs) That trick's coming down the pipeline, Tim, so you better buckle up and get your answer ready. Well, I was ready. I was going to say that (laughs) often I would pick well, this doesn't energize me, so let's get rid of it. And then eventually you filter down to what energizes you. That's one way of looking at it, but mm-hmm. continually focusing on what you don't want does not mean... If... I'm not focusing on what I don't want. I'm getting rid of what I don't want, making okay. room for what I do want. You're bringing up awareness of the contrast. Mm-hmm. You just got to make sure you look on the other side of that coin. Yeah. Because I think what you do when you're not at your best self, and what I do, is we identify what we don't want, identify what we don't want, identify what we don't want, stay like on a broken record mm-hmm. <clears throat> don't really know what that even means i was born in 85 <laughs> do you know what a broken re- like what is the essence of a broken record uh, uh you don't know either i was trying to think my experience with records is being at my grandma's house and she had some old records and i wanted to make a hoverboard <laughs> and we took a wooden spindle or spool that yarn was on put super glued it to a record over the hole and then blew up an air a balloon put that over and then it floated and you could push it that's my experience with the records <laughs> i like it but then, then later yeah. some of my friends were in a punk band and they had their own record made and i did purchase one of their records and had no way to play it oh okay so you do have a little more i think a broken record just does the repeat thing that's why people say that yeah. it's like a broken record yeah or if the record's <clears throat> warped it kind of hops and makes a weird noise mm-hmm. that's different than a broken record where it plays the same thing potentially we don't want to be a broken record staying stuck on what we don't want we want to we can use some energy and time to recognize that but i think the real beautiful essence of attracting a beautiful life that's in the flow that you're creating what you want is that you're giving your attention to what you want so back to when i was coming up with this show idea what energizes you I initially had a different show idea, which was to tell you guys about my backstory of why I became so passionate about natural health, which has to do with my doctor calling me, telling me I had cancer and then having my thyroid gland removed. The essence of that story is that it does not energize me. (laughs) I have identified that I do not care to be a thyroid advocate because the thyroid topic drains me. Mm-hmm. It exhausts me, it frustrates me, it saddens me. And so I instead choose not to talk about it. But there's this weird thing about if we refuse to talk about something and we stuff it under the rug, then it becomes this stump in our life. On the other hand, there's this idea that all of life is energy and we are in the midst of some sort of pendulum with our attention. And if I don't want more of it, then I don't give my attention to it. I ignore it. I don't repress it. I don't deny it. I just don't give it my attention. 
So that's when I started to kind of swim in this idea of giving our attention to what energizes us without being. So to, to go back to what I was saying in the beginning and then what kind of how you framed that and then you shared your story is that this thing happened to you that you don't prefer, that you don't want. Yes, you could have gave focus to it and you probably did for some time. Then you found out this is de-energizing. I do not like this. But from that, you've, you felt the contrast. You moved towards what you do like because you knew you didn't like that. And you maybe not repressed. It may not be the, be the most healthy, but you get, gave some focus to it and then said, I no longer want to focus on that. Right. I want to focus on helping people, mm-hmm. which is what you did. And that's where Lifted came from, was from you focusing on what you what does energize you. Right. Right? Yes. And I think that the really cool analogy that I've seen is that our focus is like a pendulum. So you can mm-hmm. say, I want peace. I hate war. I'm anti-war. Mm-hmm. Say no to war. But yet you're giving your energy to war. war. Yeah. Because that's how the pendulum works. So if you instead go to a peace rally, advocate for peace, create peace in your own life and in your own heart, practice forgiveness you put your energy towards what you want but if there's still the essence of war on the other side of peace does create more war you're creating more war within yourself or within the world because of that pendulum Mm -hmm. so i think what i've continued to find is how do i feel heal and deal and potentially ignore because i don't feel myself getting energized by the topic without repressing, being in denial, um, uh, basically creating a conflict within my body based on my inability to feel, deal, and heal. So it's this beautiful dance that I have not fully mastered, but I have figured out that I can tap into what energizes me. And it's not a thinking way. It's not in a analytical run the list of the pros and cons, think it through, analyze my thoughts. It's simply by tapping into how I feel in my body. And I think it's such a cool tool to know that we can use the energy of our body to figure out if we want to do something or not. We don't have to use the analytical mind, which can be really overrun. So overrun by other impressions, overrun by our own doubts, our own inner critic. Those are all kind of taking place within the mind, but I feel like the body, the heart space, the feelings, the energy, they will guide us to what energizes us. And like I said, what doesn't. So would you agree that a feeling trumps, um, your, your words? Because I feel like you can't put words to the feeling of what, what you were describing is a feeling mm-hmm. and you can't always accurately describe it. It reminds me of like an NDE, a near-death experience. Mm-hmm. If you've read about those, uh, you'll hear from people that say, I can't, there are no words yeah. for the feeling that I experienced. Mm-hmm. And I do think that we have a lot of words at our disposal and we can try to weave them in a way that makes sense. But I think you're right that a feeling is beyond words. why I struggle with it when you say, um, what energizes you? Sometimes I feel like there's not words for it. It's more of a feeling. Yeah, you have to be able to describe it and maybe in your own mind kind of put together. But even in your own mind, you don't need words. I just feel like it's possible that that's why it's sometimes difficult to, or it's easier to say, I don't know, because it's kind of hard to explain. 
Yeah. Even and though you're good with words, so you were able to kind of weave a way into it. Right. I do think that you don't have to be able to express it in words per se, but be able to get there. Kind of like you were mm-hmm. saying, the signature of appreciation yeah. in a whole nother episode yeah. that we've done. It's this signature, this, an a, yeah, an essence that mm-hmm. you uh, may or may not be able to describe, but you can tap into. Mm-hmm. But I think if we're going back to absolute basics with what energizes you, um, if I were to even, let's say, use your example of the contrast, I could say, okay, talking about my thyroid missing, being missing and mm-hmm. having to take medicine the rest of my life, um, that doesn't energize me. But it's not like I'm looking for the other side of that coin of just like um, not taking medicine the rest of my life or um, natural solutions or yeah. helping people not to have make the mistakes I made. None of that energizes me either. It's right. all part of that pendulum of like war and anti-war versus shifting away to, well, what actually energizes me is creativity, expression, uh, making something from nothing, connection, community, um, divine uh, inspiration, feeling inspired. So it's like, I take a look at what um, is on the contrast, but then I just literally turn my body away to it. Kind of like I did as I was explaining that I had to turn my back to that for just a moment to lean more deeply into what is it then that energizes me. And I don't think we have to always all day, every day, stay away from topics that are triggering, emotionally upsetting, draining. Um, but it's just more of bringing awareness to how much energy are you giving that throughout your day? Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're not trying to avoid it. Or, or just have the awareness that when you realize that, oh, I've been putting some focus towards this. I've spent half the day thinking about this. How do you pivot? Or how do you feel? Mm. Usually it's not very well. Right. And that's your indicator. How you feel is the indicator if your thoughts are working for you or against you. Also, I feel like maybe it's relevant, maybe it's not, but in your story, you left out the part where... There's a lot I left out. I was going to loop to that after the, oh. the sponsorship. Okay, let the sponsors <laughs> do their thing, and then you can tell. All right, let's take a quick break. Thank our sponsor. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Four Mood Probiotics, all from Lifted Naturals. Two formulas with probiotic and prebiotic, two with just probiotic. You can find the whole selection, the whole catalog over at liftednaturals.com. We are also available on Amazon and walmart.com. Thanks for listening. Back to the show. Now you want me to tell? Um, I don't want to steal your thunder. <laughs> well, what were you going to say that I forgot? Because I definitely was getting ready to share a little bit more. So you're telling the story of, of your thyroid. And I could see someone that's new to this being like, so what? You got it out and you had cancer and now you don't? Like. Well, ended up, it wasn't even cancer. It wasn't no. even malignant. It was false positive, or I don't know what you would call it, but. Right. So it added more variables into what you didn't want. Right. Like maybe you felt like you shouldn't have done that after all. And like, you know, there's lots of variables and that was a long time ago. And it's easy to look back now and say what we could have, should have done. Yeah. About seven years ago. Mm-hmm. So I went and had a biopsy because my thyroid had nodules on it. Mm-hmm. It was bulgy and, um, it was uncomfortable. So it wasn't like, right. It was uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and 
so then the doctor did call me and say it was cancer. And then I immediately said like, does it just say call this lady and say it's cancer? Oh no, it's actually a follicular neoplasm. So I looked that up later on my own and found that that means there's like a 10 to 15% chance it is cancer. Um, but unfortunately I was kind of pushed into like, okay, you need to get that removed. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Let's go. Um, the lesson in there is a second opinion is always a good thing. Um, so I obviously would have done that a bit differently. Um, and then after I had it removed, I did have a call from that doctor that night. It's like, great news. It's not cancer. And I was like, well, not so great news. I don't have a thyroid anymore. <laughs> um, so that actually is when things started to get really rough because I knew exactly what kind of medicine I wanted to take. Cause I knew I'd have to take something. I had done my research and had found that natural desiccated thyroid seemed to help people the most. It's not like some something you should get at the Whole Foods. It is a prescription. Um, it is only available through a pharmacy. And so uh, it's not like I was trying to go the natural route per se, but I had found that natural desiccated thyroid, which comes from pig hormone, was how most people felt their best. And I feel like it's important to mention that because all of my research was really scary of people saying, I have my thyroid removed. I've never felt like myself since mm -hmm. I had my thyroid removed. I gained 50 pounds and I'm tired all the time and I'm not myself and my sex drive is low and I don't feel well. So this has been awful ever since. And that wasn't just one person that was everywhere I looked, but I kept digging as I do. And I found that a lot of people felt well if they either added in a T3 with their Synthroid or the generic version of that, um, or they took an NDT. So there's a lot of different ones. Unfortunately, they get recalled a lot. I don't really know why they say it's because it's hard to make sure it has the exact amount because it does come from an animal. It's not like a patented mm -hmm. synthetic um, chemical. So the process is a little bit difficult. So I found out I wanted to take an NDT. Mm -hmm. Well, every single doctor I went to, three, four, five, all using my insurance, um, $20 copay. Hey, my name's Sylvia. I don't have a thyroid. I'd like to try to fill a um, prescription to get some an NDT. Um, no, no one would do that for me. Oh, we don't prescribe that. Oh, we only prescribe um, the synthetic. That didn't make any sense to me because I had done my research like I do. I become my own advocate a bit more since then. That was one of the biggest lessons of all when I began to ask like, who do I trust after this happens? I had developed such a medical mistrust. It shook me to my core. And I said, who do I trust now? And each doctor I went to was not able to help me with what I wanted. And the medical mistrust grew. And from there, I, I figured out that if I wanted that type of medicine, you don't go to a doctor that accepts insurance. I can't explain why this is not um, my opinion about something. This was a factual experience that doctor after doctor that I used my insurance and paid a copay for would not prescribe what I wanted. And so that's when I started to kind of develop an opinion about um, how to find a doctor that can actually listen and help you based on what you believe about your own health, because you are the only person who knows yourself as well as you do. So of course, being determined, I was able to find a doctor that would um, prescribe an NDT and I have not felt unwell. I've felt quite well, uh, maintained a healthy weight, maintained a healthy energy. I feel like myself, uh, but I do feel badly for people who maybe can't pay out of pocket or don't know that they have to keep advocating for themselves. Well, it's exhausting. It's not for the faint of heart. Yeah to keep going to different people and they keep telling you no and you're being yes. persistent. 
So one alternative that I found is that, um, and this is not medical advice. This is just from my experience that, um, of reading online that you can add in a T3 to the Synthroid that helps some people feel better. And there are other supplements that people take to help improve the function of their thyroid. Um, so there's a lot of things, but the idea behind telling this story is for me to exemplify, to display, um, this idea of feel, deal, heal, share a bit, but also not to dwell on or, um, harp on, or even just to display how I do it. Like obviously we've done 130 some shows and I've never really shared that story. It's not because I couldn't, it's not because it's just, it, it's not energizing to me. And yet here we are in the midst of 2021 and we've had so many business challenges and we're trying to decide, do we talk about it? Do we, but what's the irony in the show title is how do you want to feel? Is that right? Uh, what energizes you? What energizes you, <laughs> which we kind of boil down to how do you want to feel? Yeah. And you knew how you wanted to feel. Yeah. Um, knew you weren't feeling that way and you went down this whole crazy path. Yeah. The whole time being your own advocate for how you want to feel. Yeah. I'm just saying don't settle. Yeah. So many people out there don't feel well. And I say, don't settle. You deserve to feel better, whether it's a mood issue, a gut issue, a thyroid issue, or anything in between or thereafter or before you deserve to feel better. And I think that kind of going back to that idea of the mind is a busy place, but your body and your feelings won't lie tap into that energy of your body. I think that it has wisdom for you. Am I feeling as well as I could, or is there something that I can do differently? And I do believe that our belief is one of the most powerful, important things. So even if you just practice a belief of I'm feeling better every day, I'm practicing making healthy decisions for my body. I'm practicing listening to my body after I make a decision to see if that's what's best for me just using that energy of the body to guide you to the next step. So I feel like the big picture of what energizes you is to practice the method of using your body to guide you to the next best thing for you in your life. Mm -hmm. It can be really tricky to navigate the busy world of the mind. And I guess the cool thing I'm saying is you don't have to, you can use mindset affirmations, thought, um, coaching as a tool, but there are other ways to understand who you are and how you want to feel. I do feel that uh, underlined for me, it's always the, the same thing that energizes me, but there are different ways to get to it. Mm -hmm. So like, I feel like it always, always boils down to helping other people. Mm -hmm. that's what truly energizes me, but it takes different forms. Right. Like in one point in my life, it was being an engineer that helped. If you boiled it down, that's what I was doing was helping people. Mm -hmm. And maybe why making their job easier, making right. systems automated so that they mm -hmm. didn't have to. And maybe that's why also when people, um, had comments about, they didn't like it or didn't like the way something worked. I took it so personal because I was wanting to help people so much. Well, it's the same with us and reviews of probiotics. Oh yeah, it's exactly the same. And then even the work that you know we're doing with Lifted, it boils down to I like helping people. Mm -hmm. And it took a different form, but at the end of the day, I like helping people. Yeah. 
I guess the question I have for you is, do you think that's true for most people? It's just one thing at the end and it takes different forms. I think that if you boil it way down, Mm -hmm. we do want to be of service. Mm -hmm. And I also think that our happiness is um, in direct alignment with that. So it's not selfish to be happy, but instead that when you're happy, you serve more people, you fulfill your purpose. But I think how we do it is different for each and every one of us. I don't believe that we, re- we require other people to make us happy. I do believe that's solely on us. Mm-hmm. But making other people happy may make you happy. <laughs> but the, the thought that they must do something so you can be happy, I think that is incorrect. Right. Well, it's funny you should say that because it's, when you're a coach, it's not about making other people happy. In fact, you're making other people com- uncomfortable. Yeah. Making them question their own beliefs, making them question uh, their own thought processes around the world and themselves. Well, that's what a coach is doing. But the person being coached, you're trying to show them that you have it all within you. Like you don't need any external. Technically, you do not need anything external of what you have access to yourself. It's a, a great irony that you're mm-hmm. saying that we all have it within ourselves and yet we're all trying to help other people. Yeah. Um, I. I believe we all have within ourselves. I don't believe we all believe that or we're all aware you don't think of it. we need one another in some way, not for our happiness, no, but for, I think we, you're, you're saying for the deep fulfillment of true joy. And I think happiness. many people think I used to think, and sometimes catch myself thinking I need someone external of me to do something so I can feel good. Mm-hmm. And I believe if this happens, then I'll be happy. Right. If and then, if then I now believe that's incorrect. I believe I can feel however I want and influence people external of me, of how I feel and feel good. In the course of the day, how many mm. times do you forget that? Almost hourly. <laughs> it takes a lot of work to remember that. So about 24 waking, <laughs> I don't know if I'm awake 24 hours 70. a day, but okay. yeah. So the real essence here of what energizes you I think it's about tapping into how you're feeling in your body mm-hmm. and how you want to feel and understanding that if you're not energized by the activities of your current life, you can change them. You can also change the way you're thinking about them and you can practice feeling good in the moment based on nothing outside of you happening whatsoever. I already mentioned that I know how, what energizes me and what feels good for me, which I said is creativity, connection, community, uh, a little mysticism. I didn't use that word, but I said divine inspiration. Just, I know I'm here in a physical human body, but tapping into divine God love source is very energizing for me because it just gives me that support. I need to not feel like I'm alone or what I'm doing doesn't matter. Instead, it feels like this rushing energy of this matters and I'm supported. Um, So those are all just kind of ideas and feelings, but it's not really things I do differently. It's ways of being. It's maybe I'm doing the dishes and I'm feeling that, or Mm -hmm. I'm typing out some emails and I'm tapping into how I want to feel. Feels a lot less about what we're doing and a lot more about how we're being. And so when it comes to what energizes you, I think it's almost about similar to the avatar episode we did um, a while back, which is tapping into how you want to feel and who Mm -hmm. you want to be less and less about what you're doing. And then once you get aligned about who you want to be, the other decisions, the other um, actions, they fall into place. 
So a little homework exercise for you could be to write out some descriptors for how you love to feel. I've listed off mine a couple of times. And um, Tim, what about you real quick? I never did say, you know, what energizes you. You said serving. Yeah, serving others. Which feels what for you? Empowering? Um, I, I want to say good, but th- that's too vague. That's too not going to work. Um, <laughs> I guess fulfilling. Yeah feels like more myself yeah Yeah. and I think that's what it's all about is Mm -hmm. tapping into who you really are remembering your true creative essence all right that's a wrap oh got a frog in my throat thank you so much for listening Tim can you take this show out (laughs) I got wait she's gonna take a drink we do appreciate you listening we love to hear some feedback from you Um, I saw someone did leave uh rating review but it was on podbean our our web host so if you could leave it on itunes or wherever else you listen that would be great have a great day